Hey everyone, and welcome to the Salt Lake Board of Realtors podcast. This podcast is designed to provide you with some interesting insight on things you need to know to make yourself a better and more successful realtor. In this episode, our expert panel continues its discussion with Johnny Stewart, the director of the Utah Division of Real Estate. They cover some of the top issues his office deals with on a regular basis and how he and his team make their decisions. Welcome, everybody. This is Scott Robbins, your 2019 Salt Lake Board President. Hello, I'm Johnny Stewart. I'm the Director for the Division of Real Estate. I'm Joel Hare, a Realtor with Ulrich Realtors and the Chair of the Professional Standards Committee. I'm Alicia Holdaway with Summit Sotheby's, and I am your 2020 Board President. So, Johnny, what would you say? Give me, give us some highlights of issues or complaints you're hearing. Advertising is a big part. So the next one I have <laughs> is failure to obtain a written agency. So what I did is I went through just the most recent complaints and violations that we've identified. Um, so, I mean, the law is pretty clear that you have to execute a written agency agreement um, when you're representing somebody. Now, you're supposed to have a written agency prior to the execution of a binding agreement. So oftentimes, I mean, when you're representing uh, a seller, getting a listing agreement up front, you'd have to do that before advertising the property. <laughs> With buyers, we understand that it's not always common practice to get the buyer broker agency agreement signed up front. That oftentimes, I mean, you'll just show people around, you'll look at properties, and then when they find a property to buy, then you'll execute the agency agreement uh, and then write up the offer. So what we have seen occasionally is that buyer broker agreement is never signed, a repsy or an offer is sent out. So usually this happens on the buy side, not on the list side. I mean, listing is all, you pretty much see it there, but occasionally people do not get agency uh, when they're representing a buyer. Can we talk about this for a second? Yeah, that's what it's for. Um, <clears throat> so I recently had a client come to me who um, was really frustrated with their previous realtor. And when I asked the question, do you, are you currently under contract with another realtor? She said no. Um, which quickly I found out was actually not the case she was. And the challenge was the uh, previous realtor had sent her a purchase contract with the buyer broker agreement in the same DocuSign document with no explanation. She had zero idea. First time buyer, 21 years old, zero concept for what that even means and that it's an exclusive relationship and that she was even signing that. She thought she was simply signing a contract. That is bad practice. Don't do it. Would that be a violation of Utah law in not actually, or code of ethics, to um, not have discussed and actually described what she was signing? So a violation of law, we would have to look at it. I mean, every case is case by case. We would have to look at, okay, what was this person actually sent? Um, How was it sent? I mean, there are, there are factors where I could possibly say it could be a violation, but without seeing exactly what was sent and what was signed, sure. it's difficult for me to say. I mean, it's tough because we we try to protect the public as best we can, and sometimes there are – you can't always protect everybody. Some people sign things that they don't read. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it happens all the time. Um, people oftentimes when you – I mean, I recently purchased a car – and I know you should read everything that you sign, and I read a lot, but there is a, a lot of language that you kind of 
trust people, and that's part of, I know that realtors want to protect their image. And that kind of comes into play when, when the public hires a realtor, there's an expectation that they are dealing with a professional, somebody who's going to protect their interests and protect them. And so, unfortunately, sometimes people are taken advantage of because they trust too trust much, too much. Yeah. and don't read things they should read and know what they're signing. Yeah. Joel, how do you feel about if, let's just play out a, a scenario, if um, due to, I didn't do this, I paid a referral fee to that agent mm-hmm. out of professionalism. However, um, if I wanted to just say, you never even explained that, this is not a le- legitimate <clears throat> buyer broker agreement. They ha- didn't know what they were signing and just mm-hmm. moved forward. And then a commission dispute come, comes to your table to the grievance committee would there be would it be taken into consideration the lack of description and um walking through that document with the member of the public uh potentially yes but again a contract does not mean you're entitled to a commission it means that that's part of the whole picture we have to look at the whole story on who is showing the houses who procured the sale who uh, followed through with the transaction and who really was entitled and represented the client to the final close. Um, one form does not necessarily mean they're entitled to the commission. Yeah. I, d- I, do, I do find members of the public, though, like to plead ignorance. When they sign things, they read it, there's, there's forms in front of them, and they just sign it and say, I didn't know what I signed, so I'm innocent. It's your fault. So you kind of got to hear both sides of the story and see what really happened. And Very good point. Yeah. So, Alicia, you mentioned something I'd like to comment on. So you mentioned that you paid a referral fee even though you could have argued that you didn't need to. So something that happened that I think is a a really good example of how people can avoid getting in trouble with the division, I received a phone call several years ago from a broker who asked if a complaint had been filed against him. And he said that he was recently involved in a transaction where he was representing a buyer and there was some confusion about who was supposed to buy the home warranty. And they thought the seller was supposed to provide the home warranty. And rather than taking the risk of having a complaint filed or having to worry about what could possibly happen, he just went home and just went ahead and bought the home warranty for the buyer. And I'm not saying that any time there's a problem and you know you're not responsible for that problem that you should step up and, and fix it or put, money, or to put it. money to it. But I am saying if you are aware of a problem that's happening, even if you're not the guilty party, stepping up and doing something about it, taking care of it, that's going to do two things. It's going to help you in your, in your profession as far as getting new business. If you take care of your clients and make sure the problems are addressed, they're going to refer people. And at the same time, you could potentially avoid a complaint with the division. Even if it doesn't end up there's a violation, having a complaint filed and having to go through the hassle of going through that investigative process is also just something you could avoid. Yeah. And you just, if you pay for the home warranty, you can go to sleep tonight and know it's done and not worry about it. Yeah. So at the end of the day, in that matter, in that specific instance, what ruled is what's best for the client. You know, if I wanted to fight that other agent on it, I, I could have. I know I could have, but that wasn't what was in the client's best interest. So you just move on and yeah. do the right thing, yeah. you know. But I, the reason I bring it up is I just think when we're talking about agency being number two and the failure to obtain it, let's be professional. Let's 
this isn't about the technicality of getting a signature on a signature line. This is about representing the members of the public that we're representing in a massive transaction. Let's be professionals. Explain the documents that they're signing and don't just lump them into one, you know, so. I'm going to add to that, and it's kind of going to go rogue a little bit, but the buyer's agency now I think is so important because in that section it talks about, for most brokerages, it talks about commissions and what the buyer agent is paid on commissions, which is, I would say, typically 3%. We are seeing some BACs that are less than that. And by signing that buyer-broker agreement, you know, the buyer is acknowledging that if it's a, let's say, 2% BAC, that they will cover the difference. That's what the contract says on most of them. Or whatever that number is or for whatever, that individual or, broker. Right. And I think you need to have that conversation prior to putting them in the car because we are seeing less than 3% BACs. And that's a, that's a big Topic. That's a discussion you need to have. Yeah, you just yeah. need to have it. So, but I, but to add to that, I just had someone here move from California. I'm helping them buy. I I sat down with them and talked about the buyer broker agreement. Um, they said in California they have never signed a buyer broker agreement, and they actually had their agent call me from California saying. What's this buyer broker agreement? I'm like, uh, this is like standard 101. She's a, and she's been an experienced realtor in California for 30 years. She goes, I haven't signed a buyer broker agreement in 10 years. So I just a little tidbit thought that yeah. was fascinating. Another reason that we have we can't just assume yeah. that they know if they're especially with all of the people that are coming from out of state. Practices are different. Yeah, Brexies totally. are different. Buyer broker agreements are different. Laws are different. Yeah. So, so what's your third? So third is failure to supervise. So this deals specifically with brokers, and I think this also ties in um, with something else I wanted to talk about, which is just the safe harbor language that's found um, in rule. So anytime an agent gets into trouble, the failure to supervise could come into play. I mean, oftentimes when we take a stipulation to the commission, and it's for a sales agent, one of the first questions the commission asks is, what are you doing about the broker? Uh, so depending on what the violation is, brokers can be responsible, uh, and there are lots of different violations that come into play here. Hmm. But I've said this before in speaking, um, brokers need to be very very familiar with this safe harbor language that is found in rule. There is protection for brokers who um, follow the, this specific rule. So basically... It says that a broker cannot be deemed to be in violation if they do certain things. And I won't go through the whole rule, but basically, if you have policies and procedures in place that you require your agents to follow, and if they violate those policies and procedures, which would be state law, I'm assuming, uh, and the broker was not engaged in any of those practices, and as soon as the broker found out about it, they took steps to fix it, then they would not be found to be in violation. So... If we had a case where a sales agent had done something, and I'll tie this into something else that we've seen a lot of recently, which uh, is becoming more and more of a problem, and that is unlicensed activity um, with property management. So you have a sales agent working for a brokerage that strictly does sales, or maybe they do property management as, w property management as well. But a sales agent goes off to the side without their broker's, broker's knowledge and starts performing property management for other people. Uh, under this scenario, if a broker had policies and procedures that said you cannot operate property management outside of the brokerage, 
That's not how we operate. You can't do your own thing. And we have a complaint against the sales agent for performing property management. A complaint is filed. We investigate it. We talk to the broker. The broker shows us their policies and procedures uh, and evidence that the agent had agreed to, to abide by those. Then the broker would be basically let go and nothing would happen to them. So brokers can protect themselves, but they need to make sure that they have policies and procedures that their agents know about. Uh, and if they do find out about stuff, that they need to take immediate action to fix stuff. Mm. That's good. So um, what if the same type of violation came multiple times under the same brokerage or so, same broker? So you're Bring the about, hammer. So because now it, it, you would assume that they're actually not you know, supervising, even though they may have the policy and procedure in place, and the first time you assume that they came and did something about it, but another one of their agents has that same issue. Clearly, they're not supervising that policy. Does that yes. make sense? So anytime we have uh, a violation that occurs multiple times, if it was against a sales agent, um, let's say we didn't take action against the broker the first time, but let's say we sent them a copy of the stipulation where their agent was in trouble, then that agent went and did it, or a different agent a different went and agent did it. Even. Then we would take action or stiffer action against the broker. Yeah. Uh, an example recently with our mortgage commission, we actually had a mortgage company who was sanctioned for something, and then a few years later did the same thing. The fine went up, and we had a stipulation, and the mortgage commission actually rejected it, saying it wasn't stiff enough. I mean, oh, wow. even even though we had increased the penalty from the first time, they still thought that they needed an additional Greater penalty. Yeah. Huh. That's it for this episode. We hope you'll subscribe to the podcast and help spread the word. If there's a topic you're interested in, hey, let us know. You can hit us up on Twitter at SL Realtors or on Facebook at facebook.com slash SL Realtors.